Can you say the letter C? All right, welcome back, CC Hunt Files. We are in part two here of our tag application season series here with Tony Treach, and we're going to dive right into it here in a second. Uh, looking forward to this one. Going to talk goats, sheep, antelope, moose, kind of the once-in-a-lifetime stuff, maybe even a little bit of bison uh, bison talk. I'm not 100% sure if Tony's building those points or not. I would probably guess he is. Uh, like myself, it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal, but... Looking forward to diving into that. Hope you guys really enjoyed part one. Uh, with that being said, I do want to kind of break a little bit of news to all you guys out there. Um, so we've got WCB Adventures that we just launched through the Working Class Bowhunter platform, which is going to fall right into play with what we've been talking about here. Um, go to the website. Check it out. It's on workingclassbowhunter.com. It's called WCB Adventures. Um, we teamed up with Rolling Bones. What we've done is we've pretty much put a platform together to help you guys build points, uh, chase goals, draw tags, kind of stay organized. Um, basically, it's going to lay out kind of where you've got points, uh, where you need points, what your plans are, um, kind of give you a mixture of a bunch of, I guess, instead of going to four or five, six different resources, this is going to hopefully kind of help put everything kind of in your lap. So we're really excited about it. Uh, we just kind of soft launched it last week. Really, are going to hard launch it this week. Um, so give that a check. Uh, it's definitely going to be something that I think could be very beneficial to a lot of you guys out there. With that being said, um, yeah, Grizzly Coolers, code WCB. You guys know the drill there. Man, they've got some cool stuff. Like I said, I can't say a ton. I know I said this this week. I really want to I really want to dive into what they got going on, but I just can't quite do it yet. But there's some kick-ass gear coming from them down, down the pipes here real, real soon. So keep an eye out on their Instagram and Grizzly's website, and we'll definitely be promoting uh, once all the new stuff drops. Black Ovis, same thing, code WCB10. Um, they're getting closer and closer to launching a bunch of new stuff here this spring. Some really exciting stuff for you guys that are going to go uh, straight from, you know, shed hunting into spring bear and turkey hunting. Um, yeah, there again, I, I can't say a ton, but just keep an eye out on that gear. Uh, I think you guys are going to really be interested, those guys that are really busy in the spring with hunts and shed hunting and, and scouting and that kind of stuff. Um, they've got some really cool stuff that's going to be pretty exciting to uh Throw on and try out um, even the early season Western hunts. I think in August, September, some of this stuff would be very beneficial. So, again, keep an eye out there. Um, Hunter's Box Club, uh, Devin and Martin and, and Kurt just shipped out their um, the YouTube video on their coos deer hunt. That just dropped. Uh, the podcast on the WCB platform just dropped. Mm-hmm. Awesome hunt. Make sure you give that a listen. Definitely check out Martin's video that he put together. As always, he does a kick-ass job, and it's another great video from him. So make sure you're checking that out if you get a second. And then last but not least, um, Novix. Man, I've got a couple Novix sets i got to take down, and then obviously I've got my hanging hunt set up that's always kind of ready to go. But right now is the time of year. If you guys are behind um, and you need to get some stands and sticks for next year, don't wait till the week before season get that stuff right now they've also got some sweet new merch they just sent me um, a couple new hoodies some shirts hats uh there's you know stuff that i didn't even know that they had it is on the website i went and checked because i'm like man how'd i miss this but with that being said definitely check out what they got going on they will be at all the shows 
pretty much every state show, I think they're right beside us. Uh, the Novix guys will have a booth right beside Working Class Bowhunter. Also, Big Tyne is right there in the mix, too. So we're going to kind of have Party Alley, I guess you could call it, uh, a big block party with all three of us pretty much at every state show. Indiana kicks off next week. I will be speaking. I think I've got five seminars at that show. And then we've got Iowa, Ohio, Wisconsin, and I believe Illinois last. I might have mixed up that order, but regardless, we will be at all of them. I'll be speaking at all of them. Uh, the more beer you drink, the better I'll sound, so just keep that in mind. With that being said, we're going to dive right into this. I got my main man on the other line. He's at a job site right now, but he's taking time out for all you guys to get this podcast in, and we're going to get her shipped out and into your ears, hopefully by this afternoon. Tony, my man, how are we doing this morning? Good. Good morning. Yeah, just enjoying some freakishly warm weather for northern Michigan. So, Yeah, it's it's warm here, but it, it can be warm here in Ohio. But for you guys, typically this is not a normal day in the life of Tony Treach for the uh, the middle no. of uh, February. Oh, which, I mean, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I, hopefully, you, <laughs> hopefully you, you bought the wife a new car or maybe a puppy or I, I don't know, but it, it's a big day in the neighborhood for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to do with some flowers in the card today. That sounds, I mean, that sounds good too, you know, and, and you could always put a check inside the card enough for the card. So that works <laughs> out as, you know, that it's still, it's kind of the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Perfect. You'll be happy. Absolutely. 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 Well, part one of this series, Tony, um, we picked your brain as far as uh, kind of focused on elk and mule deer um, applications and, and, and tag draws and kind of the strategies and, um, Wanted to kind of go over the other animals, not not to leave out other species, you know, but we kind of wanted to talk, you know, on this part two series, um, you know, antelope, um, man, gosh, those things are so much fun to chase. I've been, you know, I've been fortunate enough to kill two really good goats and, and it's what well, speed goats, uh, antelope in Montana. Um, wanted to touch on those and then kind of touch on some of the once in a lifetime stuff. It's kind of some of the stuff that, you know, everybody dreams about drawing a tag for, um, Mountain goats, bighorns, moose, um, bison. I've been putting in for buffalo tags kind of across the, the country, hoping to draw one of those and go chase those suckers. Um, what, uh, I mean, are, are, are you applying for all those? Are, 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 is there certain species that you're kind of, I, I guess, to start this off, you know, where where, are you, where do you kind of stand on the once-in-a-lifetimes? I'm sure you're doing the same thing I'm doing, but just kind of where you're at or, you know, maybe you got late to the party like I did on a couple of these species or maybe you've been applying for, for years and years. Just, I guess, kind of the history of, of where it all started for you. Sure. So it's it's changed a little bit. Uh, when I first started uh, you know, venturing out west and and uh, trying to obtain tags uh, in all the western states that I'm a non-resident. I didn't really didn't do it for me. I just didn't. I didn't even apply in some of them. Um, somewhere it's really cheap to you know if you're already applying for elk and deer, whatever. Uh, in like in Arizona, it's like another fifteen bucks. So so some of the states it's just a no-brainer. I think Utah's real cheap. Um, most of them are, but I but I. But I didn't apply in some of the states because I just like what, whatever. I'm not interested in, a, in an antelope. Um, you know, fast forward after uh, meeting my buddy Derek and hunting with him and a couple other buddies on their antelope tags. Uh, it's a riot. I and so I I just started probably about six years ago, seven years ago. Really started trying to get better antelope tags and um, and it's still it's, I use it as a filler hunt. 
uh, you know, the, the hunt that I drew last year in New Mexico was super early archery antelope, and I knew it wouldn't interfere with any of my other hunts. So I'm, it's still not like a, I'm not going to base my season around it, but um, I do now apply everywhere for antelope uh, minus the Pacific coast. And, uh, and there are states that are, I mean, you got to look at antelope as a once in a lifetime, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, the odds are, I mean, in some cases they're, the odds of drawing a sheep tag in Arizona is almost equivalent to drawing a, a bighorn sheep tag, you know, an antelope, they're almost the same odds. It's terrible. So, you know, you, you could apply your whole life and never draw. And it's almost probably the, that's more likely to happen. And then there are other states like Idaho, Utah, and, um, uh, or maybe I shouldn't say Utah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think there are some easier to get ones on Utah, but Colorado for sure. Uh, and Idaho, you know, you can, you can draw in Wyoming too. Um, even though it's becoming you know, increasingly harder to in Wyoming, you know, just, a, just a few short years ago, you could pick up, uh, antelope tags in Wyoming, uh, in the, in the, in the second drawer, leftover drawer, whatever they call it there, uh, that weren't, picked up in the in the drawing and and that's i think the last three years that's that hasn't happened and and just personally I, for antelope uh, the tag that i've been trying to get in wyoming every year it jumps ahead one point and i've been one point behind it now for four years and hoping fingers crossed it doesn't jump another one this year and i can actually go hunt my buddy Derek. but um it's it's a filler hunt for me but it's definitely uh you know you know it's it's Jody and I's favorite wild game, you know, I, Derek gave me half of an antelope uh, a few years back, and she basically told me, you need to bring more, more of this home. This is, this is the best meat that you've, that you've brought home, even better than moose and elk. So, um, and, you know, the other species are, you know, obviously drawing a, a moose, sheep, or goat, tag, mountain goat, um, is really difficult everywhere. There are states that are easier, uh, primarily for me, uh, I drew a moose tag in, in Idaho, and when I applied for that, you know, Idaho and New Mexico don't have preference points, don't have bonus points, no point systems at all. Everybody has an equal opportunity. You know, all the non-residents had the same chances. The other non-residents, all the residents had the same chances. All the other residents, uh, New Mexico has an or kind of branch in that with the, with the guided draw, but it's pretty level footing and. You know, there's still good opportunities. If someone really wants to hunt moose, uh, you can hunt. You, I mean, when I drew my moose tag in 2017 in Idaho, I think I had, uh, I, think, I think it was a 12% chance to draw. And, I mean, you go look at the moose odds in Colorado, and don't get me wrong, the, the quality of the moose in Colorado are second to none. Uh, but it's it's basically the equivalent of a, you know, a big orange sheep tag. It's good luck if you're ever going to draw it in your life. Um, as a non-resident, and even as a resident, you know, I, I know guys that are sitting on max points and, and they and they can't draw. Um, and there's, you know, so I, I guess I, I, another one that's changed is bison. I used to apply in Wyoming every year for bison, um, and I don't anymore. I think you know, back when I started, it was similar to like a bighorn sheep or a mountain goat tag it was a couple grand for a non-resident if you did draw a tag. And I want to say now it's over five grand. Uh, and I'm just, you know what? I, I'd, I'd if, if I got five grand to throw at a tag, I'd rather you know pick up a great landowner voucher somewhere or do something like that. Um, I'd just get more out of it. I mean, and plus that Wyoming hunt uh, around the uh, wintering grounds there by Jackson, it doesn't Jackson Hole. I, I just don't. I don't know. I've had a buddy that's had a tag. It's uh, 
you know, it's a sit and wait for them to come out of the park and hope that you're not harassed by anti-hunters type of hunt, and I, that just does not sound like anything I want to do. Uh, I still apply in Utah for all of the uh, uh, the, the bison hunts there, and, and they're more of a, you know, if you draw that tag, if I draw it, it's going to be a, you know, I'm going to hire someone with horses to, to drag my butt in there and, and be on call, uh, you know, to come back and pick me up and, and help haul out a, a bison if I if I kill one. So it's it would be a real, you know, fun hunt and challenging, but still, uh, you know, you're not sitting on a on the border of Yellowstone waiting for the herd to come across. Um, so, in, you know, and there's lots of different quirks for every, you know, every different state has their own sets of rules. Um, I don't know if you want to go through that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't work for Go Hunt or Hunt and Fool or Epic. I'm not uh, an expert at this. I just do it for myself and some friends, uh, help them with their applications. But um, I do spend a lot of time studying it. And I don't, you know, there's probably some things I'll mess up. But uh, for the most part, I think I could probably go over state by state. But, uh, you know, basically, you know, for moose, sheep, and go, I, I'm, I'm not planning on drawing. Uh, that moose tag in Idaho might have been the exception, and, and that's a once-in-a-lifetime, a true once-in-a-lifetime. You Once I drew that tag and, and killed the moose in Idaho, I can never apply for moose again. Some states are not like that. Um, some states, there's a waiting period. Some, you know, it's every state's a little different when it comes to that. But um, from here on out, you know, if I draw anything, it's just a bonus. Um, I don't plan, you know, you can't plan your hunts around these, these tags, uh, you know, unless you're buying a, commissioner's tag or an auction tag or something because it's just that you know the odds are just too low even even if you've got unless you're unless you've been applying and you're sitting at max points and even in some states that's still not a guarantee that you have good you know good odds um so it's it's a challenging game there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh nuances to every state i think that right now the way i see it you almost have so, so you can get you. So I just mentioned auction tags and commissioner tags. So, you know, like at the the Western Hunting Expo that just happened, they they raffled off some hunts and they go for ridiculous amounts of money. And obviously, that's not how most of us working class people are going to get a tag. But there are raffle uh, tags available too. So, like a lot of states will give like one or two tags or whatever many number of tags to be auctioned off, where that money goes towards wildlife and and sometimes specifically that type of you know habitat for that specific animal sometimes it's more broadly distributed but there are also tags most states give towards raffle and that's where a guy like you or me can uh throw in you know and buy, buy a ticket sometimes you can only buy one ticket and it limits everybody to one ticket so it gives everybody a better odds sometimes you can buy as many tickets as you want so somebody with a lot of money can throw 15 grand at it and literally have a 10% shot maybe of, or whatever, you know, I, I mean, there are guys out there that do that. And you, know, you see them drawing the, the Idaho super tag multiple years. And, you know, uh, it's like, how the heck are they doing that? Well, they're, they're, they're risking a lot of money to, and to increase their odds. It's, so they're not all the same. They all have different deadlines. They all have different rules, whether you're talking about raffle tags or the draw systems. And you just gotta, and you just gotta figure out and take it one by one, uh, what he what each what each state needs for rules and regulations and and again I'll, I'll throw out a plug for all of the hunting services that, that i use epic outdoors hunting full magazine uh you know go hunt um they all can help steer you in the right spot in the right direction and lay everything out for you and you know it's it's still you still got to work but um 
that's definitely an advantage. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, any any advantage you can get with the systems and the draws, because there are so many of them. You know, if a guy was just going to focus on Colorado, you know, in a year or two, you could um, you could get really good at uh, keeping up to date and learning the rules and regulations because they're always evolving, they're always changing. But if you're a guy like Tony or myself, where it's Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, um, over here, over there. You know, it, it's it's really hard to keep that all straight without some help, some organization. You know, Tony mentioned a bunch of really good resources. Um, we're really excited at WCB to get the adventure started as far as that new platform for us where a guy can keep everything organized and straight, uh, plan hunts, map out points, etc. And, you know, I think in today's day and age, if you're going to – plan out west hunts and you want to get into western hunting um that is probably as good if not the best money you could spend on resources like these because without them as tony said and i'll be the, i'll i'll second it a thousand percent it, it's pretty damn hard to keep this all straight and 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 utilize to your maximum of capabilities what you've got for points and where to put them and where to go and and what to do and i mean it's it's a lot for for a guy to keep straight on a few states let alone a bunch of states and then if you throw in uh the iowas and in a couple whitetail states that you're maybe building points or trying to hunt um in five or six western states and and then i mean before you know it you got eight or nine states you're trying to keep track of and it's just a giant cluster in plain words that, you know, the average guy is really going to struggle to, to actually maximize and utilize all the effort that he's putting into this, you know, to, to get out of it what you want. Um, it's going to be tough to do that without some type of service. So I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. Um, touching on, we, we opened up talking about antelope and, you know, what's your thoughts on antelope? I, I kind of always tell people that's a great, in my opinion, um, because there are a lot of tags you can get. Um, just all over that you know aren't hard to draw. That's a good gateway hunt. I feel like what's your what's your thoughts on that? You know, let, <laughs> let's say you're a guy. Let's say Tony, I've never western hunted, and I come to you and say, hey, steer me in a direction. I want to get into western hunting. I've never done it. Um, you know, are you sending me to, to, to the high country to hunt mule deer, or are you, are you sending me to hunt antelope or hunt elk, or you know, what would what would be your thoughts on on something like that? Because for me, it's it's always been antelope. That's kind of I feel like that's a good teeth cutter, I guess I could say, maybe in the Western game. What's your what's your thoughts on that? It's, uh, I think it depends on the weapon choice, and I think it depends on uh, the climate when you get there. It, you know, it's one of those species that with an, with archery equipment, uh, depending on the circumstances and the, and the weather, can be a medium to downright incredibly difficult hunt, whereas, whereas with a rifle, it's shopping. Uh, you know, and, and you're probably going to have more issues with, you know, uh, blowing tires out or, or just chasing the same buck someone else is after. Um, I mean, th- they rely on their eyesight. So to get within bow range is very hard, but to get within rifle range, I mean, they just stand out there at 250 yards and look at you. So um, for a rifle hunter, so absolutely it'd be like a great uh, gateway entry uh, animal for uh, archery. Uh, if it's hot and dry, and they got to come to water, um, and you're okay. I mean, if you're a Midwestern or Eastern guy listening to this, you're probably very used to sitting in a, a pop-up stand, maybe not 115-degree or 105-degree temperatures like you might encounter in the early season out west, but uh, but that but that's a very lethal way of killing them. Um, my hunt last year in New Mexico, 
uh, I had, uh, you know, <laughs> I had uh, a great tag. It rained almost every day. I was scouting there, and I think it did rain every single day that, during my hunt. And I mean, they weren't, they didn't hit water. They were, they were drinking out of mud puddles in the two tracks. So I uh, spent the whole hunt stalking through rattlefish, uh, weeds and brush that was no, it was below my knee. And I mean, I, I crawled more miles every day than I walked. So incredibly challenging hunt. And, you know, much like the sheep and ibex and all those species, those antelope, their eyes are amazing. And sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it, unbelievably they will leave you shaking your head like how on earth did they pick me off at 120 yards when i'm literally not moving and all of a sudden an antelope doe just stands up and she's just pinned at you so uh i think i think antelope can be an ass kicker of a hunt or it can be a great like you know family hunt uh depending on weapon choice and and how what you know how, how your weather goes uh i think you know, and, and it's going away, but, you know, over-the-counter elk opportunities, I think, are another good one uh, for for people to come out and and just see what it's like. You know, maybe, you're, maybe you want to try backpack hunting, and really, the backpacking and living off your back and out of your bag for five days or four days, which I wouldn't recommend going more than that on your first trip, uh, is going to be as much of a challenge as finding an elk. So, more or less, you know, you might not even see an elk, and if but you're going to get a taste of what it's like to chase them, to look for them, to live off, you know, out of a backpack. Um, or you can, you know, find over-the-counter areas where you could day hunt and uh, get you're, you're going to get your feet wet. You're going to get a taste for what it's like. Um, you might not necessarily be successful. I mean, the odds are you're not going to be. Um, I think it's single-digit success rates in those units, and it takes a while to, to learn them. But, uh, you know, while those opportunities are still out there, I would recommend, you know, if you're thinking about it, it's, it's a good one to do. Uh, you know, you got to remember, you know, an antelope deboned or, or cored out is pretty easy for one person to, to get back to the truck. And most of the time you're going to be able to see the truck from where you're killing them. Uh, and elk's a different story. So take that in mind. If you were, you know, if, if you're a, a person that's coming out west for the first time and you're an elk's going to be the, the species that you're going to be like, all right, this is going to be my first hunt, whatever. Do some research and find out who the outfitters are in that area. Because in Colorado, you, you can't just hire Joe. I mean, you can, but it's illegal. Uh, you can't just pay Joe Blow with horses that you met down at the bar to come pack out your animal. They have to be licensed, uh, at least on national forest, they do. And uh, there are people that actually, like, an outfitter will have that area. Like, there's, like, one or two people or whatever, a certain number. And they're the only ones that can be hired for profit to... Uh, to help pack out animals, but I would absolutely, and I still do this to this day. If I'm alone hunting elk, I know who people illegally I can call uh, and say, "Hey, I got a bull down." It's way further in than I can get him out with current temperatures without damage to the meat. I need help. Um, if it's cold, doesn't matter. I mean, I can just take a few days and get it out. But you know, you, you, you can't. There's things you can't control, and just make sure and uh, plan ahead. There's a lot more to it than just buying a tag, jumping in a truck, and pointing out west. There's a lot. Kicking yourself in the butt or in trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think on the on the the antelope side of that, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think it it can be it can be an ass kicker for sure. Um, one good thing 
that I've found on, on Antelope and, and, and it's fun is you do typically get into a lot of antelope and, and, and get a lot of plays and a lot of stocks and they will humble a guy real quick, especially with archery gear. Um, <laughs> Good point. I've always told guys, if you can go out there and get one killed with a bow, um, you can kill an antelope spot and stock. You could pretty much spot and stock anything because they're about as hard to kill spot and stock as it gets. But um, it's fun because so like, for example, like a mule deer hunt, you know, I might, I might be in the high country, you know, seven, eight, nine miles back for nine days. And I'm looking for one or two opportunities if I'm lucky. I mean, if I get one or two opportunities, I really did something. Um, now, also to be noted, that's, that's me looking for a, a pretty solid buck. You know, um, that's not just any buck, you know, but, but regardless, I'm, I'm going to maybe get one or two opportunities with antelope. I've gotten a ton of opportunities and failed nine out of 10 times out of 10 stocks. I'm going to fail, not even probably get close, uh, nine out of the 10, maybe one of those 10, uh, I get semi close or I do get a shot opportunity or whatever, but it, it really does teach a guy, um, a ton of fundamentals for out west. I feel like that that you will need for elk, mule deer. Uh, how to use terrain, you know. How to use the landscape to your advantage. Um, you know, the wind beating their eyes. You know, it, it's a fun hunt, but like you said, Tony, it is very challenging. But it it is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can find game and get on game um, uh, uh, definitely, you know, easier there than maybe like, hey, I'm going to head to the high country and pack in 11 miles in Colorado and go chase mule deer. I've never done it, but you know what? I'm going to go do it. Probably that's going to be a little more physically demanding, challenging, you know, and and you might only get one opportunity. So if you've never stalked an animal, um, you know, antelope is is a great option because – Hey, you're going to learn from failures, and unfortunately, you're going to fail a lot. I'm here to tell you right now, there's no, <laughs> there's nobody out there. Uh, and if you are claiming this, uh, I hate to say it, but you're a liar. If you're an archery guy and you're a big time antelope hunter, um, you are failing a, a, a million times to one when it comes to stocks on on antelope. And and if you're a guy that says, "Nah, I'm I'm 70 percent of the time I'm getting within range and I'm getting a shot off," I'm I hate to say this, but I'm calling bullshit because I've done it and it's it is hard, it's rough, but man, is it fun? And you do get a lot of opportunity, which is which is great because in order to get good at something, you got to do it, do it, do it, fail, 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 learn, learn, learn. And I mean, it is a great way to hone those skills and, and build those skills. Um, and you know, like Tony mentioned, like I've mentioned, you can get the tags. Um, you know, when it comes to some of these other species, I mean, so for example, so Tony, you drew that moose tag. Now I want to talk, okay, let's say you're a guy you've been putting in for uh, mountain goats or you're putting in for moose. Okay. You apply, you draw the tag. Now, for these once in a lifetime hunts, in my opinion, the number one factor is time. Because like, so your Idaho hunt, you drew that moose tag, that's it, once in a lifetime. So, you know, you want to make sure you've got time and are physically and mentally ready to do a, a hunt like this. Walk us through what your mindset was and kind of what your plan was, because you don't want to be the guy that draws this tag and is not then capable mentally, physically, or has the time to go on the hunt. If that's the case, I mean, I'm almost saying you need to fold your cards, turn your tag in, and keep your points because, you know, most of these you're going to draw once ever, and it's kind of like a, hey, shit or get off the pot type of thing, in my opinion. And maybe you look at it different, Tony, but kind, kind of walk us through, I guess, 
if you're a guy that does draw the tag um, and it's one of these big once in a lifetime, it's a buffalo hunt or it's a um, bighorn sheep in Colorado or, or like you with the moose hunt, you know, what what's your keys to success when it comes to that? Aside from the obvious, you know, but what are you kind of looking at there? Because, I mean, obviously we're putting in for these. Um, we want to draw them and hopefully before we're dead and gone, we do draw them. But then what? Because that's when really everything kind of begins with these once in a lifetime hunts. Yeah. Uh, just first though, on the antelope thing, I, I just want to agree a hundred percent. It is opportunity, like amazing opportunity, you know, chances to start because that buck that I found and fell in love with, I literally crawled in 25 times and he would not leave this one, this giant section of you know, land that was had fences around it one mile by three miles and he would not leave it. And I mean, I get multiple stocks a day. Wow. So that's crazy. Just, just I wanted to confirm it. What you said, yeah, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to get your teeth kicked in uh, with the antelope. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so for moose, for, so for like my, my moose tag in Idaho that I drew, um, uh, every state's different. But Idaho, it's a once-in-a-life tame. I'm almost 100%. I'm 90% sure that this is still true. If, if I had not killed a moose... I could have applied again. It's only once in a lifetime upon notching your tag. There are other states that when you draw it, that's it. Uh, it doesn't matter if you kill or not. So that puts a little bit more pressure on. Um, so with the Idaho tag, you know, I I, you know, I gave it, well, shoot, uh, uh, that year I was hunting Colorado uh, deer up in the high country, killed a buck, had an over-the-counter elk tag, and who was still hunting it? I uh, had a buddy that was in uh, on the edge of Wyoming, the border of Idaho, Idaho and Wyoming, and he and I called him and I you know said are the moose rutting yet? And he's like, man, not really. So I kept hunting elk, man. Uh, so in the back of my mind, I was just thinking, man, I'm never gonna have this, this moose tag again. And I, I think I gave it the Colorado elk like three days before I just said, screw it, I got I'm, I gotta go. And the season was already underway, but I was kind of waiting for the rut and. Uh, but it was, it's a long season, so it's, there was really no uh, – it didn't feel rushed, um, at least not right away. And then the next 10 days that I was there, I had seen, I think, three moose. And one was a little teeny bull. One was a spike. It was actually a spike moose. And one had literally antlers, you know, about the size of my hands. Uh, a spike, so were, a spike were, moose. That's a trophy, my man. That's a, that's a once-in-a-lifetime there. I mean, I've never even heard of such a thing. <laughs> I, I, I had, I've not, I still don't think I've seen a picture of one, but yeah, he just had little, and they eight, nine, 10 inch spikes. Um, that's crazy. And, uh, yeah. And I saw one cow. So I was, I was hurting pretty hard. I mean, I'd run into elk hunters in there and, you know, I remember running into an elk hunter that I have, I think he was from, from Utah, a non-resident. And he said, he said, yeah, we, we actually just saw a good bull, you know, three, four days ago. And he, he literally took me, he's like, how about my quad? And we, I jumped on it and. It was the first day there. I still had my tennis shoes on, and he literally took me down trail, showed me where he saw it. I saw the tracks, and uh, then I ran into another guy who, you know, hunts it over the counter. I uh, was an Idaho resident, so he hunts over the counter for elk there every year. And when I told him that I'd drawn the moose tag, he just kind of shook his head and said, "I've been hunting here for thirty years. I've never, never seen a good bull." And uh, <laughs> so it was. Oh, uh, that's pretty that's awesome. That's that, man. That's great news to hear. I'd have been stoked about that. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it, it had good draws, and there's a reason. It's a tough hunt, um, you know, and, and they, 
you know, they've lowered the tag tag numbers. I think when I drew that year, they had knocked two tags off Mitt. I think they've knocked uh-huh. some more off Mitt since I've drawn. Um, but on day 10, you know, a, a buddy of mine told me that uh, he's like, just get in there and start calling. And because uh, I was trying to track him, we were getting like two or three inches of fresh snow every day. Then it'd get warm during the day and it all melt. And then I get two more inches of fresh snow. So I was perfect tracking stuff. So I would literally cruise up and down these logging roads, find a track, park, and just start hiking. And I mean, I was walking, you know, sometimes 15, 17 miles a day. It was just all I did was walk, 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 walk. And I'm telling you, when those moose are rutting and they're looking for a, a cow and I would have had a better luck just sitting on the road because I would literally – half the time I'd double back, you know, half mile down the road after he made this big five-mile loop and he crossed the road again. And then he'd make another big loop, and, and I just never caught up with him. So, I, you know, I, I finally bit the bullet and sat down on a spot, started calling, and literally that first set uh, I, I heard what I thought was a moose and then it just kind of went silent. Uh, on average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash WCB. That's mintmobile.com slash WCB. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash WCB. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Give it a little time, went over, checked tracks on, you know, on, on a trail, an ATV trail where he, he crossed. It was three moose. And it looked to me like it was a, two bulls and a cow. And But they did circle downwind to me, and that's, that's why they, they just petered off and left. But they split up. And so I, I actually followed the bigger track and the smaller track, thinking, well, that's the mature bull. Um, the other one, maybe one of those, that spike or a little handsy side bolt size bull and then he's got a cow and i'm i didn't make it a quarter mile before i came around a big pine tree and i'm staring face to face 20 yards away from a the biggest shyrus moose i've ever seen in my life and it's not a bull and she is she's a she's got white whitish gray hair but she's so old that she i mean she's got a calf and but just monstrous i mean huge well they end up spooking and running off and I made a, a loop to try to find those other the other ones' tracks, uh, even though that track was smaller than hers. 
and basically all of us came back together in the same spot. And I was walking down two track, uh, just kind of watching and listening, looking for tracks. And I heard uh, a moose grunt, and it was just up over a little hill off the off the road. I, I, I crawled up, and there was, and the bull was standing over top of her. She's laying down, and I mean, sure, bull he was forty one and a quarter inches wide, and there wasn't much much hesitation. He was already within range, and I, I put an arrow through him. So. Uh, it was a tough hunt, and I completely understand why the hunt has the odds it has. And but I was I was prepared to to, to eat the tag there because I knew that um, I mean I didn't want to shoot a year and a half old uh, little spike bull or a little teeny you know fifteen inch wide antler bull. Uh, and I knew that on that hunt you can draw it again if you don't kill. Um, you know a lot of other states are not that way, so. Uh, I didn't, I went into it trying, you know, it's a big deal when you draw something that, you know, you'd maybe never expect to draw. And I, it's, it's hard not to put pressure on yourself, but, um, that was, I remember that being a focus, just, just enjoying the hunt for what it was, even though, you know, I would have loved to have been looking over five, you know, five moose a day and just trying to pull a big one out of, out of, you know, out of the haystack. But, uh, I was just trying to find a mature bowl and in the end I got, got lucky, but. Uh, that sometimes just because you drew a tag that's really hard to draw or um, has low odds, it doesn't necessarily mean it. You know, it's going to be an amazing hunt. Uh, quality of a hunt doesn't always correlate with tough draw odds. You got to remind yourself of that too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely tags out there that, hey, uh, you know, this is a trophy unit. Um, it's a great tag. It's a once in a lifetime, but just because you draw it, um, does not equal a fun hunt as far as, oh, there's going to be game everywhere. Cause it might be a great tag because of trophy quality, but there's not a ton of animals there. So yeah, if you do find a buck or a bull or whatever you're looking for, um, man, it could be an absolute slammer. You know, your odds are if you find, you know, let's just say it's a, let's say it's a moose tag and it's a great unit takes you 20 years to draw there might not be a ton of moose there but the bulls there have the potential to be really really good you know i've been in i've deer and elk hunted some units in colorado where i know those units are like top notch in the state for moose and i've seen them you know i've seen 50 inches mm-hmm. you know 45 50 inches yep. over there um which is for those that don't know that's like you get into that 45, 50 inch realm, uh, in the lower 48, that's a big deal. Um, you start getting past 50 and it's, you're, you know, you're really into something. Um, but there were not a ton of moose in those units. It's just the bulls there had the potential and genetics, et cetera, um, to be really big. So your odds Mm -hmm. of, of killing a bull are still very low, but the odds of getting into a really, really, really big bull are high. And like you said, Tony, that's something that you, you got to consider going into these hunts, you know, um, it, it just cause you draw this really hard tag doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to go pick over. Well, which one of these big bulls do I want to blast today? That's not, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you would think it would, or you hope it's that way because it takes you so long to draw these tags. Um, some tags are, you know, it could be 20, 25 years or something crazy. Uh, but that's not really how that works. You know, and, and I mean, you talked about all the days you put in, you know, I feel like time 
is is a guy's either best friend or worst enemy on a tag like this because like me for example i want to kill um my top three are definitely um, uh, a which one and two could be flip-flopped mountain goat or a big horn with my bow and then a giant moose with my bow those that would probably be my top three it's been that way for a long time when i do draw those tags um i will dedicate you know if it's a 30-day season i will block off hey i'm i'm leaving um i will be back either when i kill or the season ends um because it's it's a once in a lifetime for me and and i'll put everything i have into it but i'm also blessed that i could do that with the the lifestyle i live and in the jobs i have i'm i'm able to to do something like that whereas if you're a guy that let's say tony you draw a bighorn ram tag and hey this year you're low on vacation you've only got seven days you're now in a predicament because realistically this is a once in a lifetime that you're banking on getting it done in a week that might be a tag that you need to turn in keep your points because seven days sounds like a long time but it's really not. I mean, even on a, on a mule deer or an over-the-counter elk tag, seven days sounds long, but boy, they click off quick. And and I feel like, you know, you've also got to have the time to dedicate to these. Um, what's your, you know, what's your thoughts on that, Tony? Are you kind of in agreement with, with, if you don't have the time, it's, it's almost kind of pointless to, I guess, keep that tag that year if something comes up and you're just not able to put in you know, a, a ton of time because of how hard it is to, you know, maybe you never can draw that tag again. And you're, you're almost gambling with, with time on an already really tough tag, I guess is kind of how I look at it. Yeah. It depends on the state. Uh, you know, you draw something in Colorado. Uh, I think you have till 30 days before the hunt. I think Utah is similar uh, where you can turn it in. In Nevada, you can turn it in right up till the start of the hunt. Um, and even get a point, another point in Nevada. Um, uh, Arizona, you can buy the point guard, and you get a one-time use once in your life for per species. You can uh, say something comes up, you can get your points back, and get. I don't think you get your money back, but uh, you will get those all those points you've accrued over the years, and you can turn tag back in. But there are states like uh, Wyoming. I'm pretty pretty certain you draw it, you got it, and whatever points you had they're gone good luck uh we don't care i mean there's there's so you better know when you're putting in for it or something but also the odds are you know and and something's probably going to change here soon in wyoming system for non-residents i mean they're making it harder and harder uh for us to draw tags there to the point where they're losing non-resident applicants and non-residents fund the majority of their uh you know their program so I think you're going to see something change there where they go to a, maybe a bonus system instead of a, a preference uh, with one little random tag, which doesn't, you know, now that they've knocked it down to, uh, I think it's 90-10, uh, non-resident to resident ratio. Yep. Basically, they, they just cut the tags back to almost nothing. So right. So every state's different. You got you to, I mean, yeah, I could. you can apply in Nevada and Colorado with no fear of, hey, if something does come up, uh, I can turn it back in, get my points. Um but no, I mean, you know my situation, Clint. I mean, I've built my life around having time. So for me, it's uh, I just try to get a tag, and I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get it. Uh, but for a guy who's yeah, he's got a young family or something, or uh, started a business, or maybe he's got a really demanding job, or he, his time off is limited. Um, yeah, you got to put the plan together. What you 
thinking you know you know you can you can handle but again like i i think it's hard to plan on any of these tags i mean i think i'd put that kind of uh, uh what would you call it uh plan more for deer and elk that you can that you're, you're going to draw uh, and then you know only apply for tags that you'll know you'll have time to hunt because with i mean like i said the odds of drawing any of these unless it is some of the you know the the units in idaho like one i had that are not, not the best hunts and they're a little bit easier to draw uh it's it's pretty darn tough you're i mean most of these tags we're talking uh minus those moose hunts in, in idaho that are a little bit easier i mean if you see one percent draw odds that's good like most of them are you know if you're starting out right now and you don't have any points man maybe just sticking with idaho and new mexico and maybe playing some raffles is going to be your best ticket i mean trying to get into wyoming um uh what's another one um nevada nevada you always have a chance because bonus not a preference point but colorado man it's they're all tough, and if you were coming into this game right now, the point, the states that uh, require points, hmm, I mean, I'd have a hard time telling somebody that, you know, at least for the big three, move sheep, goat, that, you know, if, if your budget can handle it, go for it, because someone's got to draw those tags, and every year in the states that aren't true preference points and, and that, or that have a random aspect, there are people that draw um, that with, with low numbers of points, but, you know, you're you're so far behind the game that you know it, unless you're it's, you know financially you can just throw away a couple hundred bucks a year uh, it's it's gonna be tough and you might actually have better chances in that case in those raffles so um, yeah we I mean it's, it's no different than the other species you just got to figure out what time you've got for the season that's coming up and try to build a, a an application plan based around that that you know if you draw great on some of these harder tags uh that's super uh meanwhile you've got some easier to draw tags that you can maybe bank on maybe just know that you know you got a good chance of throwing yep i couldn't agree, <clears throat> couldn't agree more i think um i think you know you're spot on there as far as you know my philosophy on the big three you know moose sheep goat um if you don't already have some points or, or you're let's maybe, maybe like say Utah and Colorado, uh, you're just not that interested in, in hunting those States. Um, I feel like those States, you know, Colorado, I know like for archery, um, it's probably your best chance, uh, after you, I think you have to apply for three, build three years of points. Then you can start applying for like a, yep. a, a big horn. Um, you've got pretty decent odds at, you know, um, not great, but, but they're, they're okay. Um, to draw a big horn now though, that's, that's archery. So, uh, your odds of drawing the tag aren't bad. The odds of killing one with a bow are, are pretty low. So you got to weigh that out. You know, uh, the weapon choice, like you mentioned, Tony is a big one, you know, um, man, are you willing to grab, put the bow down and grab the rifle? A guy like me, I love guns, nothing against guns, but I'm, I'm just so, obsessed with with killing stuff with my bow that i want to kill the big three with my bow so for me colorado is a great choice because it i've got really good odds um you know compared to other states i've got really good odds to to draw those tags but like you said you know a guy that has not got into that game yet no points um 
let's say you want to you want to hunt Arizona or or you want to hunt Wyoming or you know um, you you know Tony I think you're right I think the raffles or or trying to you know get maybe putting your money into that type of stuff is more beneficial to that guy than building points and putting in points if you're already so behind the eight ball and there again those are things that with these services um, that we've mentioned throughout this podcast you can talk to guys that are doing this for a living hey here's what i want to do here's what i want to use for a weapon what do you think? And and you're you're paying these guys to basically answer those questions. Um, again, this is valuable because they're going to be able to tell you. Yeah, honestly, you're better off to not put in for points and dump five hundred bucks into these raffles every other year. And your odds are better off to draw a tag that way than to to build these points, etc. Maybe it's vice versa. But I think you're right, Tony. I think for some people, that's going to be a better way. Um, to potentially get one of these tags than even just the putting in for tag applications and trying to draw because if you're so far behind already, you're dumping money, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. If you're a guy that's 40 right now and have no points and you want to hunt moose or goat or sheep, um, I mean, you're probably going to be looking at mid-50s to pushing 60 probably uh, for a lot of these tags. Yeah, Yeah, if ever. So... Then you got to start looking at health. Okay, if I draw this tag at 58, am I going to be able to go chase bighorns around in Colorado? Am I going to be able to go chase mountain goats in Wyoming? I mean, that you know, now you're kind of okay health-wise. Where am I going to be at? Whereas, you know, so I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. And, and like you've mentioned throughout this this episode, you know, you've really got to take into consideration what you want to do, what your life's going to allow, what financially is, you know, there, there's a lot that goes into this besides just, okay, I'm just going to apply for points, apply for points, apply for points, apply for tags. You know, you, you really got to have a plan, especially with these three. Um, and I agree with Tony, you know, uh, you can't really plan on drawing them, but when you do draw, then it's like, oh shoot, you know, wow, I drew. Okay. You better start. At that moment that you know you drew, like, you know, you better put a ton of effort into this because, I mean, it's probably a tag you're going to get once in your life. And you don't want to kind of be, I guess, in a rush or sitting behind the eight ball. I mean, this is probably something that's going to happen one time and one time only. And you don't want to let that opportunity kind of slip between your fingers. It would have been, it would have been like, you know, Tony, you draw this moose tag and never really study the unit, don't really know what your plan is and just kind of go into it with, eh, well, I'll just figure it out as I go. Probably not the greatest idea for most people. Now, I know you. You would be able to get away with that way better than the average guy because of how much experience and knowledge you've got. But for most people, um, but, but I also know you, you're a planner. You would never do that. But let's just say you did. You could probably get away with that. Um, most people, that that would... I would highly recommend do not do that. You know, don't don't draw one of these tags and then just assume, okay, I got the tag. I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, that will not work out well, guaranteed. No, no, no. It's it's I, that that goes for every species. Um, uh, you, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, and if you're you know wing it when you get there, then well, that's. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be the reason that the draw odds are low, or not draw odds, but success odds, because you're going to bring that that percentage down. Because you're not probably going to be taking anything home. So yeah, I'm, 
the work you put into it beforehand and when once you get your feet on the ground there is gonna you're gonna see results you know, because of that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And I mean even though these tags are, are, are hard to get and, and, and they're kind of a you've got to have a lot of luck on your side. You, you still, um, you know, you want to be prepping and planning, um, especially once you get to a point where you do have, maybe you've got max points or maybe your odds are really good. Um, for the next three years, Hey, I'm, I'm right there. I'm in that 80 to 90%. You know, maybe you've got 20 some points you're sitting on and okay, now I'm going to actually start applying for this tag, you know, man, your physical and, and mental and, and, and your shooting and just, you know, if, if you know you're kind of getting close, like if you're one of those guys that's on the other end of the spectrum, man, man I'm, I'm probably getting close. Like I'm probably, you know, it doesn't hurt to sort of start to kind of in a way, you know, really start thinking about this because then that way you're, you're you know, if you do draw or when you do draw, you're, you're ahead of the game, you know, and, and that goes for even these deer and elk points. I mean, you know, uh, last year coming into Colorado, I had, four or five elk points knew I was going to draw a really good unit and knew probably was going to have to pack in pretty deep, um, to get to where I needed to be going to be physically demanding, really tough, et cetera. And it was, um, and I was kind of already thinking that a whole year ahead of time, like, all right, probably going to draw, probably going to be, you know, pretty damn challenging, et cetera. You know, it's, it's, like like you said, you you any of these tags, um, not only just the big three, but any of them, you get you get out what you put in. So uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. But well, Tony, what do you uh, what do you? What, I mean, man, to close close this 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 out. This has been fun. You know, part one and part two. It's it's been awesome to talk this over with you. You know, you're so knowledgeable and have a great way of kind of getting the um, the general gist of all this across. Which there's so much to put out there, but you know, being able to in two episodes kind of narrow and funnel stuff down um man you've just you've done a hell of a good job we've got a ton of great feedback in part one and i know this will be the same for part two but is there any major tags that you're kind of really thinking man i got a chance this year like this is is there anything you're you're kind of super excited about or, or you're <laughs> you're really hoping like man I, I i should you know gosh this could be the year i draw this really good tag and you don't have to get too specific but is there anything real big in 2023 that you're really kind of like ah, man, I really ought to, you know, man, I think this is the year, or is it just kind of, you know what, going to put in and we'll see what happens, not, you know, not getting ahead of myself, um, et cetera. You know, this is hilarious. The, the only hunt that I think I should have points for enough, enough for and that I've been trying to draw is that antelope tag in Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> That's so awesome. It's as funny as, as, funny as it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, you know, Colorado deer, I might go back to the high country. Um, got a couple points now since I haven't been hunting it. I've uh, been uh, hunting zero point stuff, and um, I don't know. I, I yeah, no, I no, I, I guess the answer is no. Just that antelope tag would be the only one that I've been chasing that I'm, I'm hoping to catch. Uh, I've got enough points so I could go back to Utah and hunt uh, general deer there now uh, in an area that I've hunted before and I liked. But uh, yeah, things haven't shaken out for me just yet. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to be a year where I. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had enough points in Arizona for uh, a couple other late tags, a late archery and a late rifle that I've been looking at over the years, and I haven't applied. I, you know, up until last year, I, or up until this year, I should say, I've been trying, and I've been right behind it the curve, and um, but 
oddly enough, I actually this year hit a, hit a level where it looks like at least if everything stays as though it was last year, I could have drawn, and I decided against it. Um, I started putting feelers out to other people that have had the tags, and I decided not to because in just a couple of years, with you know two or three more points, a whole new like tier of uh, tags are going to become available, or at least I shouldn't say available. You know, I'll have a you know a, a decent shot. And when I when I say decent, I mean if I get ten percent odds, one out of ten chance, and I that I think that's good for you know some of these better units because if I apply in ten of them. And I got one in ten. I mean, you do that. Every, you're going to draw one every couple of years. You, so, I decided to wait, and I, I ended up, you know, throwing down a couple of elk choices and uh, for Arizona elk that are, you know, crazy draw odds. And but if I draw it, it's going to be ridiculous. But but no, I really don't have a. I don't have a an elk or deer tag that uh, right now that I'm that I'm super crazy about but i'm also a guy that doesn't i don't you know i i don't have i don't have a lot of points in a lot of states because i've always been a draw tags over over buying points and you know i I apply for hunts that are a little bit easier to get and that like i said in the last podcast that that is starting to change and i am cutting back on it you know i don't want to have five mule deer tags in five different states across the west anymore um I'll, i'll take one or two and and just focus my time on them and then um so, so that has changed for me, and, and maybe now I'll start, you know, you know, some of these states that I've been trying to get a tag and I haven't, uh, I do have some points in, but, uh, but then again, you know, I could go the rest of my life applying for, you know, one of the top three mule deer hunts in Utah in the limited entry and never draw it, and I'm, you know, and I've got double digit points now. Uh, there's a good chance that, I mean, you know, I'll never catch up to the point creep. And that's where, you, you know, guys, guy, gal, it's just getting into it. You know, you've got, got to take that stuff into consideration. Um, you know, the, the couple of states that have no point systems, Idaho and uh, New Mexico, really look pretty appealing after you, after you dive into some of these other states that have preference points that, I mean, good luck catching up. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and here's the other thing, too. Uh, be prepared once you get into this whole western hunt and all these points systems and every you know bonus points here preference points here random draws over here you got uh different percentage of tags in it. all this stuff changes all the time and every year like one or two states would be like oh, uh, screw all that we're gonna do it different. here we got a new plan and i think stuff is changing more right now than ever before and it's gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna learn a state or two and then all of a sudden the next year if you're not doing stand on the top of things uh, and doing your due diligence you're going to go to apply and everything is going to be different and it's an ever-changing uh, game so just be prepared for that absolutely <clears throat> i'm kind of in the same boat as you um you know i, I don't really have any, i don't really have anything that that's jumping out that's just crazy burnt some points last year um Man, I really want to get that limited entry Utah porcupine tag. Um, I'm, I'm about two points away from that. Um, I got nine. I need 11. So I'm hoping, in, you know, I'm starting to kind of plan for that tough hunt, you know, uh, low success odds and, and suckers are, are rough to get. So, uh, but outside of that, I'm still two years out, but that's, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm chasing that dream here yeah. in a few years. Outside of that, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, Tony. Um, 
I, man, I just I love to I just love to have tags to bow hunt on. So for me, it's uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's certain states I'm building a lot of points in, but there's a lot of states now that I get one or two points, I'm cashing them in and going on opportunity yep. hunts where I know there's there's still some good bucks and bulls in there, and um, and I, I've even started looking at some of these rifle tags that you can bow hunt on just for kind of second chance, extra opportunity. That's something else that, you know, um, a guy can look at, you know, if you're an archery guy, some of the tags across, you know, the States, you can bow hunt, um, on a rifle tag. Um, and if you could get, you know, an over the counter or pick up a, 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 you know, pick up a leftover, that's a rifle, um, certain States, you know, you can bow hunt with that. So there's, there's another little quirk that you can throw into the mix, but, um, no, with that being said, I'm right there with you. And yes, you're, I, Tony's hundred percent correct. These states are constantly changing there again. That's where, you know, the services we've talked about can really come in handy. Um, like I said, that was kind of our main thing there at WCB adventures is, is to help guys kind of stay up to date, stay organized and, and keep things all in check. And Epic's been doing that for a long time, as well as, you know, like go hunt and hunt and fool. And, and, you know, I'm, I mean, I've been a long time subscriber to all of them and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's invaluable information, but, uh, well, Tony, with that being said, man, I know you're at work. You got to get back at it. Um, I, me and, uh, me and my little guy, me and Keaton, we are going to, we're going to make a, a little Valentine's Day run. Um, he's going to get to – he's been pretty good here lately, so he's going to get a little treat, and we're going to pick something out for his brother when he gets back from school. So that's a big, important part of the day-to-day, and i got to get this podcast shipped out for you. But where can people find you, Tony? Um, also, do we know when – the we talked about the Rockside video in the last. Is there any update on that? I've had a couple guys reach out. Um, that's That's going to be coming up sooner than later, correct? Uh, yeah, I think we're getting close. But my, cool. my guy who's putting it all together and editing it, his, uh, he just had to have emergency uh, uh, tooth surgery. So Oh, gosh. He, yeah, he was in a lot of pain. So uh, it got delayed a little bit. But, yeah, it, it should be happening. And then you'll be able to find that on Rockslide. I'll probably have uh, uh, the thread up in the Elk forum with a link on the general forum. Uh, but, yeah, that'll, if, you, if you just follow my Instagram, you'll be able to. You know, I'll have as soon as I get a teaser in hand and get the, the finished product, I'll, I'll start that. And there, we are going to have huge giveaways. Um, awesome. There's a white bowl. There's a complete Sitka package. There's a Faro backpack, Taito knives, Onyx memberships, uh, Hamsky rest, option site, and Quivalizer. We got all kinds of stuff that my you know organizations, companies that I that I uh, work with and have partnered up to help us promote this and push this film. So, uh, and that. Those giveaways, the, you'll be eligible for the giveaway, and it will be a random uh, giveaway. Uh, you name just go in a hat if you f- watch the premiere on Rockslide's YouTube and then comment in the comment section during the live premiere. So you know, it'll, it'll be launched, boom, and they call that their premiere. If you watch it on the very first, you know, from the get-go uh, during that premiere, that's the only way to be eligible for all those prizes. So, And then there'll be more, you know, the details, I'll, I'll spell it all out on Rockslide. Uh, in that thread once I start it, but I'm not going to start it until I get the finished product in hand. So should be happening soon. Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Tony underscore Treach, T-R-I-E-T-C-H. And uh, yeah, that's best way to follow me. So Perfect. Well, yeah, I'll make sure uh, for all you listeners out there, once I get the green light to help uh, promote this, I'll make sure Tony um, gives me some, some info and, and I can share some stuff in that way. Uh, 
definitely help promote this. It's it's a hell of a package. Going to be a really cool video. Um, and yeah, you, I don't want any of you guys to miss out. So uh, yeah, Tony, I'll do my part in helping promote that because that's going to be a pretty cool. Uh, I'm really excited to watch it and. Man, the giveaway there is going to be huge. Uh, man, just a, a thousands and thousands of dollars a year there, and, and just that's going to be awesome for you know just random people to be able to be able to pull that. So, um, with that being said, man, can't thank you enough. This has been fun, two part series. Uh, we've covered a lot. Uh, hopefully, you know everybody out there. We, we've kind of been able to, I guess, curve the learning curve a little bit. Um, by no means did did we cover even twenty percent of what's actually out there, but tried to hit the, the the highs and lows of the key points and and kind of you know some of the basic stuff to get you going. And with that being said, hopefully the uh, man, hopefully the tag gods are, are with Tony and I and all of you listening <laughs> out here. We uh, we sure would uh, you know if anybody out there wants to throw a little prayer our way on maybe hey it'd be cool if. That guy, Tony, could draw this tag. Or, hey, you know, Clint's doing a bang-up job on this podcast. Hey, you know what? Let's say a little prayer that he draws a really good Colorado elk tag two years in a row. Hey, we appreciate it. We'll take those, right, Tony? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, crap in one hand and wish you had a chance Absolutely. I have, I have a feeling. A feeling we'll be chasing some zero-point units and, and – uh, but – who knows? It's someone got to draw them. That's right. That's right. Someone's got to draw them. It may as well be us or, or all of you guys out there listening. Well, Tony, I can't thank you enough. This has been fun. Um, looking forward to getting you back on here uh, in, in the upcoming uh, upcoming months. I'm sure we can uh, probably find time to squeeze out a, a mule deer or an elk episode uh, as season gets closer. Ho- hopefully, we've got tags to talk about. That'd be that would be fun. Absolutely. Let's hey. Do it. Thanks again for all your time, Tony. Thank you guys for all uh, all the support and for tuning in. Uh, like I said, show season kicks off next week for us in Indiana. We'll have updates on all the schedules and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go get this podcast out to you guys here directly. So you all know what to do. Don't fucking settle. And hopefully uh, the tag gods are good to all of you. See you next week. Can you say the letter C? CNC Hunt Files.